There's nothing worse than a than a cover up of a terrible crime. And there's nothing more annoying than a terrible cover up of a terrible yes. crime. You start disliking the person twice. <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello, Charlene. <laughs> Episode eight. We're just trucking along here. Just banging them out. Isn't it funny how quickly you're suddenly almost done? It's amazing. Time is a real... Is real... Uh... <laughs> Are we going to a dark place yeah, already? Yeah, I was going to go to a dark place. Okay. It always works that way, by the way. Suddenly you're at episode eight and you don't know how it went by so fast, even though at the time it did not go by fast at all. Do you feel ready to get started? Oh, I do. All right. So episode eight kicks off with a conversation between five ladies. We have Demi, Natasha, Jesenia, Deandra, and Marissa. And the ladies are fretting over who will be going home because, mm -hmm. of course, the men have the roses. And they establish that four out of five of them, so everyone excluding Marissa there, is most likely on the chopping block. They also discuss Brendan, and they point out how Brendan's actions were every bit as bad as Chris's, if not worse. But mm -hmm. he's still somehow sitting pretty hmm. on the beach. And Demi says no one's mad at Brendan because they're friends with him. And yep. Natasha confirms no one liked Chris. Exactly. It's Is a it, lot easier to go after someone when you don't like them. It was a popularity contest. Yes. That's all that was. Yeah. Very and, high school. And we discussed this last week and we had a sort of feeling that like, why are they going after Chris as hard as they are? Not that I think Chris is remotely innocent, as I made clear last week, but Brendan committed a worse crime. Mm -hmm. And here he is just sort of. Getting along with everyone. Because Brendan, he was there first. He was on the, he yeah, was on the beach the, first. The OG cast, OG. as I always say, yes. He's got more Instagram followers, or at least he did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he's at now. Maybe he's at like 15 followers now. But he has more clout, more popularity, OG on the beach. And yeah. Chris was a newcomer. No one really knows. I had no, I couldn't pick Chris out of a lineup. Mm-hmm. A lot of people couldn't. Even people on the beach couldn't pick Chris. No, out of I had to look him look up his bio because I couldn't remember anything about yeah, him. Yeah, so he's the easy target. Yeah, and that's where they who they went after. Well, but and to be again, to be fair, I think Chris did a really crappy thing. But it, the point remains: yes, Brendan yes. did a worse thing and is still yes. somehow there. Bre Chris did a bad thing. Jasenia did a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brendan did a bad yeah, thing. But yeah. it's just a matter of the dynamics: who gets hit first. Yeah, and who arrives first? I really think the OG cast thing plays a huge role in this. Huge. 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 OG cast and clout, I think, are the two biggest factors. Yes. And yes, Brendan was apparently popular. Yes. So, you know, that's always mm -hmm. good. It's very hard. And I will say, I've been in this position before. I'm sure you have. Everyone has. Where, like, one of your really close friends does something really terrible, and you kind of have to, in front of other people like go after them or at least yeah, yeah, scold yeah. them and you're just like oh do i have to do this yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. uncomfortable yeah and that's what happened basically Julie. especially with joe but we'll talk about that later yeah you're getting, joe you're was, getting excited yeah, i'm getting excited <laughs> but joe is like really ready to go after chris but yeah. then when the time came to go after brendan he was like oh yeah. crap <laughs> <laughs> it's so true okay so we're already at the rose ceremony cocktail party i don't know why i said already 
we had four hours of paradise last week and there was no rose ceremony. (laughs) Well, now we're finally at the cocktail party. And Titus Burgess arrives Mm -hmm. and he says he heard that Alana joined and left paradise in only one day. And he says, what happened? Totally in the dark. Yeah, definitely has no clue what happened. And Yesenia now says people are developing plans to get on paradise in the interest of screen time and followers. Good heavens. Good heavens. So on one hand, of course, I love it when anyone, you know, talks to the fourth wall. And in this case, you know, it's very meta for the people on the show to be talking about why people come on the show. I love that kind of stuff. We know that they're all doing it. But we always have to remember that they're all doing it to some degree. Everyone's doing it. I mean, the fact that they even have a list and that list is usually built off the fact that you've been DMing people. The whole game of bachelor in paradise is how can you be the best hypocrite (laughs) basically how can you hypocrite best yes because most discreetly most discreetly yeah with without anyone noticing it's like a sleight of hand trick yes like i'm a hypocrite but you don't see me yeah yes that's the one who comes up comes out of bip smelling like roses (laughs) yes and everyone is guilty even people who literally met their partner on the first day and are still with them Mm -hmm. have pointed fingers in ways that are kind of hypocritical yes not equal like they've pointed fingers at people who maybe the other guy deserved more fingers like no one is innocent of hypocrisy yes so you just have to do hypocrisy best yes and that's why i'm not going as hard on Jasenia, even though this is a little hypocritical, right, totally. because I felt the execution of how she went about it with Ivan was totally was you know it was civil. Absolutely, she said, "Listen, Ivan, I respect you, I like yeah, yeah. you. I'm going to explore something with this new guy." Yeah. Okay, of course. She didn't enter a party hand in hand with Ivan, and then within two hours make out with another guy, like two meters away from him. Execution. Yes. Your execution yes. has to be flawless. Okay. His execution was so sloppy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now Titus says, if you're already in a relationship that defeats the purpose of coming here, I hope they learned their lesson. Mm. And the camera hovers on Piper, who looks extremely <laughs> innocent. Yeah, she's like, not me. Yeah, and a very uncomfortable looking Brendan. That's what's funny about the two of them. They know <laughs> it's coming. He always looks a little like, like uncomfortable with where this is going. And Piper's always like, yeah, she's completely. I've done nothing wrong. Yeah. I'm here having a nice vacation. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves me. Oh, she commits. Yeah. She refuses to admit fault. Brendan it's knows. He sees. He's looking at the horizon. He sees the storm clouds. He yeah. sees the lightning. Yeah. She's just. It's a beautiful sunny day. <laughs> Butterflies are flying around. Yeah. Everything's yeah. good. Yep. And when there is a storm, she's like, I didn't know there was a storm. Yeah. She's no like, but I've got an umbrella. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I've got this nice lodging. Lodging. Yeah. I didn't mind Titus Burgess here. No, he was good. Yeah. He came into his own. This is the moment where Titus Burgess became the host of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, I found he was a little more hosty and less performative here, yes. but then he leaves. Yeah, he's like, done. That's yeah. all for me, thanks. Yeah, but yeah, he grew on me. I think everybody, like, in their second day as host on Bachelor in Paradise so far realizes they're like, this is not as easy as good fun as I thought it would be. I completely agree, because yeah. I've almost always liked the people better as they've been there a little longer. Yeah, they've become more human. They're like, wait, this isn't what I signed up for. This is bad. They become human. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now it's the rose ceremony cocktail party. Yeah. And Demi says, it's pretty bizarre that no one's calling out Brendan, but everyone called out Chris last night. Brendan's Mm -hmm. way worse than Chris, in my opinion. Demi's on point. And meanwhile, over at the bar, 
Oh, they're always speaking quietly to each other, Brendan yeah. and Piper. It's it's honestly delicious to watch. He says almost all the time, being happy in a relationship is at the expense of someone else that wanted to be with one person or another. You know what this? You know what the Piper <laughs> and Brendan thing is? It's the dumbest Macbeth ever. <laughs> it's literally Macbeth for like two year olds. That's what they are. It, that's what it reminds me of. Macbeth. Yes. For those Shakespeare fans out there. For, yeah, I think I Shakespeare just rolled that. over. <laughs> but it, it really reminds me of a Macbethian type of narrative. I know what you mean. And it's just for like people who are not, not smart. Well, what gets me is, okay, there's two things. First of all, this is obviously patently absurd. No, when two people are unhappy in a relationship, it is not always or almost all the time at the expense of someone else. No. <laughs> that's no, that's not, not the, the math. Yes. Uh, sometimes it is, but not always. There, yes. Not yes. even, I'd say, 50% of the time. Yes. And the other thing that gets me is that he's clearly still justifying this yeah. to Piper. Like, no one else has even asked yet. No. So he's still trying to convince himself. Yeah. He's working a lot harder than she is, I've got to say. Well, he has natural human emotions. She's just going through this, like, space cadet Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> It's like nothing seems to bother her, even though it should be. Yes. Yeah. Well, Piper's response here is, you. she's referring to Natasha, you fully had the opportunity to get back out there, stop being a child. You win some, you fucking lose some. Mm-hmm. Ah, the sympathy. I wrote, yeah. what a sweet young lady. Yes. <laughs> so delightful. And also, what opportunity, if we're going to really break down what she's saying here, what opportunity has Natasha really had? The rose ceremony has yet to take place, and there have been no new men. No. And Natasha's been there since the beginning with all of any guys who are single. So she's presumably platonic friends with those guys. She could always pick up James, but you know, basically she's saying there's no men here except for James. So let's not include him. It's just, it gets me. It's like you had your opportunity. Stop being a child. If we, if you are going to use that argument, you better make sure it's true. Yeah. And it's not. It's not true. Ugh, God, Piper. Yeah, she's... Okay, so now Natasha talks to the group. And by the group, I mean Joe, Morissa, and Riley, Jasenia. I called that the get the fuck out of paradise group. They're the backup. They're they're the auxiliary auxiliary police force. (laughs) Yeah, so that's Joe, Morissa, Riley, and Jasenia. And Demi... Actually, you know what they are? They're the SWAT team. (laughs) Joe and Riley are the SWAT team. They just come in and do the dirty work. It would seem just Joe at this point, because even though Riley is here, he's not there anymore when it comes time to confront Brendan. I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. Which makes me think that he just didn't like Chris. It really seems that way. Or he's simply not as close with Natasha and therefore is not as enraged the way he was about Jasenia. Also, That's I do think Jasenia and Marissa are close friends. So it does sort of add up that Riley would feel really protective of one of his girlfriend's best friends. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, there was just sort of a, a friendship triangle there, but I yeah. would have really liked to see the, the Riley treatment on Brendan. <laughs> the Riley treatment. Yeah, I was looking forward to that. The Joe treatment is soft. That's like kid gloves. Well, Riley, Riley would have come in with a sledgehammer, but but we didn't see that, unfortunately. So Also, Demi is there and Deandra. And they start fact-checking with each other about what Piper and Brendan had each said about their relationship. So Natasha reveals the details that she got while Sherlocking Piper, including, for example, that they hung out 10 times versus the twice that Brendan had advertised, mm-hmm. and that Brendan saw Piper the day before he left for Paradise. And Joe says to Natasha, 
that makes me feel terrible because I do feel for you. Mm. And it's funny because you can tell he's just not as enraged. No. <laughs> he's not. It's very high school. The whole thing. Yeah. Who likes who more? Who dislikes who more? Who likes the person who doesn't like the person that they don't care about? Well, and in a way, I kind of like for the obvious reasons, you don't like it. You know, there's that mob mentality. They gang up on someone who is not necessarily more of a criminal than someone else. So the hypocrisy thing makes it annoying. But at the same time, there's something superhuman, not superhuman, super human about this kind of behavior because it is very real life absolutely like this is what would happen in real life we can all pretend that we would rise above it but to be honest if it was your friend you would feel less inclined to go at them you would and people want to see reality tv well this is unfortunately the actual reality yeah. in the reality TV. For better or for worse, this is reality. For worse. <laughs> in this case, for worse. In the interest of justice, yeah. for worse. This, there's no justice on reality TV. There's no justice in the world. Justice is hard to come by. Oh, that's yes. re- some real truth you just dropped. Mm, it's unfortunate. It is. Okay, so it's established here that they should confront Brendan and Piper. And Joe gets up with a sigh. <laughs> he literally goes like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he basically bit off more than he could choose. Like, oh, I'm going to be the elder statesman. This is going to be great. Like, he totally oh. did. He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> Didn't calculate that one. <laughs> Should have thought two steps ahead yeah. when I went after Chris. Yeah. Okay, so Jasenia says in an ITM, if you come to paradise with a plan, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Everything comes out eventually. That's true. I don't, uh, you think so? I don't think it's true. I think you just have to be better at hiding it. Yeah, very few. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It's like the, the prisons are filled with criminals who yeah. fucked up. You yeah. never hear about the criminals who've had a long, delightful career and die alone in their bed. I don't know why they have to die alone. They probably die with a nice family to save a lot of money. I don't know what's going on. But well, the point the is... criminal activity got yeah. them a nice family and a well, lot of I'm money. I'm assuming if they spend an entire lifetime of not going to jail and doing crimes, yeah. they have a lot of money and they were able to raise a family and do I mean, all sorts of things. It's but totally But the point is, is that... You don't know about the criminals who don't get caught. Do we know for a fact that Serena and Joe never exchanged a DM? Before I don't they know for a fact that anybody. Exactly. Anybody. Or any the the most the happiest, most famous couples that came out of Bachelor in Paradise. I have no idea if they were fully in a relationship before they went on the show. They and, just may have done it better. And had Piper and Brendan not been playing Hungry Hungry Hippos and had mm-hmm. instead been playing chess, yeah. it's very possible that we'd be like, oh my God, what a golden couple. Yes. Had it not sort of leaked out that they had been talking. But the thing is, is Brendan knew. He had inside information. People were talking about yes. it every day. You're waiting for Piper. You're waiting for Piper. Yeah. He should have done the calculus. been like, when Piper gets here, I'm going to be cold as ice. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to make believe I don't even like, like her as a person, yeah. let alone romantically. Well, and he did try to signal... You know, he tried, but he should have dropped a hammer on her. Like if he had to say on literally national television, like you're what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? He would have looked better. Well, he kind of did. Do he that. came close. He came this close, but he didn't go the whole way. I wanted to see the whole way. Like, stop. Cut. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, hungry, hungry hippos. So yeah, as much as I would like to think that Jasenia's right, that if you come with a plan, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, she also came to paradise with a plan. She absolutely is guilty as charged. Okay. 
So Joe and the women approach Brendan. Riley, at some point during that conversation, he vanished. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he went to the boom boom room by himself. <laughs> it's like, I'm not having this. And by the way, Marissa is with them. So just, yeah. just putting that out there. I don't know where Riley went. Yeah, Riley conveniently <laughs> left. The SWAT team was not there during the riot. Yeah. <laughs> This cracked me up on the way over. So they're walking. You hear Demi say, Joe, you're going to lead it. And Joe, looking very resigned, says, yeah, I will lead the conversation. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. It's so funny. Like he totally made this bed. And now he has to sleep in it. And you can tell he's like. (sighs) But good, good for him for both following through and for showing the true human emotion of like, oh, I have to do something I don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I'm down with Joe. There was something very relatable about how he went about all this. So relatable. Yeah. So finally, they approach the couple and Brendan and Piper see them coming and they're a little like, oh, what's happening? And Joe says, people feel like you had a relationship and you knew you would be together and you knew you would leave together and it was pretty much set up. Mm -hmm. And Brendan, in true Brendan fashion, tries to explain it all away. Mm -hmm. He says... And this cracks me up because the two, three times versus 10 times thing didn't even come up. Like it wasn't, unless it was cut out. He says that they hung out those two to three times. The rest of the times were in group settings. What's funny is you can tell since Natasha's inquisition that he's come up with an explanation Mm. for the disparity in numbers of how many times they said they hung out. It's it's hilarious. The group setting. Yeah, like they come at them and he's like, well... The other eight times were in group settings. Yeah. They're like, we never said the times that you hung and out. And how is that he defining a group? Can that be like one other person or 10 oh, other people or like a ser- someone like servicing them? They're on a boat and there's someone driving the boat that they paid. Like, what, what are these groups? They're talking? It's the worst excuse I've ever heard. Yeah. And just the fact that, that he, he had clearly thought about it. Yeah. Like, that's the excuse. Really? Mm-hmm. That's the time. If your best excuse is we only hung out mainly in group settings, then come clean. That's yeah. better. That's a better look. It's like it's like Bill Clinton. He should have just said, yeah, I did it. It was <laughs> it was a stupid, stupid thing to do. My bad. Yeah. Would have been a lot better. Well, and now he begins to make it about how he never promised Natasha anything. So he starts sort of defending. He, he has an excuse for everything. And then he's like, look, I never promised Natasha anything. And she rightfully interrupts him with, that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. It's the deflection that gets me. The cover me. up is worse than the crime. Yeah, in this case, for sure. Marissa asks Brendan if he saw Piper the day before he left, and he admits that he did. And Demi starts going at him, asking why they're there then. And Brendan says he's gotten to spend more time with Piper in the last few days than he ever would have had the opportunity to in real life. (laughs) I said, at least for once, this is probably honest. Like, I mean, it's so absurd, though. Yeah, I know. It's It's not a real reason. It's just hilarious how he's just grasping yeah it's like it's like yeah i really want to get to know this girl i've been dating can you get me the number of the producer for bachelor in paradise (laughs) because otherwise i don't know how we're going to do this (laughs) how are we going to spend time together it's impossible he says i know you guys like wrote the rule book on relationships and also paradise and demi interrupts him Mm -hmm. cuts him off with fuck off and gives him the finger Mm -hmm. twice and while while it's annoying that he said that it's I mean, Demi also did this. It's uh, everyone is a hypocrite. Everyone's it's a just hypocrite. varying degrees, varying degrees, varying degrees. Who yeah. wins? Who who has the least hypocrite quotient? It's the hypocrite quotient. Yes. It's like who's at point oh one? Yeah. That's the person who wins. Comes yeah. out smelling the best. 
Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. So far, there are a couple people. Yeah. Joe is pretty damn close to winning the hypocrite quotient. Close. But the thing he did with Chris, like, oh, oh, it totally, yeah. It sent him down a lot. He has to work his way back up. I think Ivan is pretty clean. Oh, yeah. He's pretty clean. Yeah. But also not that engaging. He hasn't been. In, I mean, no, no offense to Ivan. Well, you can't have it all. No, but he hasn't been. He has. He hasn't really been involved. He was involved with Jusenia. It looked like he was going to be a real item with Jusenia. Yeah, but after I, that, I, I feel it. like Ivan's been an extra so far. Oh. And 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 again, it's kind of cheating to not be really in the thick of it, because you don't have a lot of opportunities to be a hypocrite. <laughs> He's in like the the, the resting zone. <laughs> Yeah, the resting zone. Yeah. Like, is that the dugout? Yeah, he's like in the dugout, basically. Okay. <laughs> he's take, he's biding his time. He's like, I'm going to let these guys screw everything up while I look good doing nothing. Although, based on that preview, it looks like something happens. That was exciting. Something does happen. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. Someone stands up to the police chief. I mean, you've got to have real balls to stand up to the police chief. Although, he's the police police chief in recess because Joe has seemed, <laughs> seems to have taken his job. Okay, so... Demi gives him the finger. Joe now tries to mediate the situation and calm mm-hmm. things down. Yeah, yeah. And Deandra now steps in. Deandra's the best. She is the best. She says, I was Deandra wins the hypocrite contest. 100%. Yeah. Nothing hypocrite. She's the best. No hypocrite. Yep. But, but also kind of being someone you like to see on screen. Oh. Which is an amazing thing to do. I look forward. When De- not only do I look forward to Deandra because of what she has to say, but she's also so gorgeous. Yeah. And I just like to see what she's wearing. Like the camera loves her. Yeah. I'm all about Deandra. You know, and what's funny is when the first episode, I had no idea who she was. Me neither. I mean, I <laughs> no, I do. Half the people were. But Deandra is real. She acts. She's authentic. Yeah. She's engaging because of that. Reality yeah. TV. Reality. Go figure. She's real. You know, I just realized Deandra also hasn't been involved with anyone romantically. Well, yeah, there was a bit with the chasing and the Carl thing, but she wasn't. Yeah, so into so it. I guess the the goal that if you want to really come out looking good on Bachelor in Paradise, don't get involved romantically with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> just be friends with everyone. Totally counterintuitive. So Deandra now says Piper should have the chance to talk. And Piper, meanwhile, this whole time has just been sitting behind Brendan, just looking, not really looking at anyone. Yeah, and no just, trouble here. She has no expression on her face. Doesn't look very guilty, by the way. No, no. she feels no guilt nor it's, shame. It's, it's actually incredible. You would think that just even in the interest of preserving her image, she would show a little bit of like, oh, I'm so sorry, I had no idea. She's a victim. She's yeah. a victim of the group and of Brendan. Brendan has victimized her. By not giving her an entire like manifesto of exactly what to do when she comes on <laughs> Bathroom Paradise. And everyone on the beach is, is, is just a jerk for, for calling her out for being a terrible person. And so Piper says, I couldn't be more clear that I came here to be with Brendan. I thought this was interesting wording. Not yeah. to meet Brendan, not to get to know Brendan, to be with Brendan. Yeah. Again, it's a paid vacation. She says, I didn't realize there was a rule book that I didn't read that mm. said, like, you can't come here with the intention of meeting somebody. Like, I had an intention to meet him and like, and Demi says, meet him. <laughs> I've got to say, I love Demi in moments like this. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We we always say Demi giveth and taketh. Yeah, she giveth here. She giveth here. Yeah. Like the semantics matter. Yes. Meet him. She's not letting her get away with anything. Yeah, the wrong verb to use in that spot. Agreed. Like meeting up with somebody, more yeah, like yeah. it. Hooking up with the guy you're dating. <laughs> 
And Piper says, meet him, explore this relationship more as though as if those mean the same. And she said, obviously, we've met before. We've covered that. That's not a secret. When Demi says they could have done this at home, Piper says this is, quote, an opportunity to completely focus on a relationship. Mm. I mean, this is pretty It's a weak. retreat. It's a retreat retreat for lovers. A relationship retreat. Yeah. I got to say, that's such a weak argument. You can pursue, like, come on. Come on. They were dating at home perfectly fine. They hung out more than 10 times. Was it that Yeah, they were like researching vacation options. And they were like, oh, we could go to Costa Rica. Like, well, there's actually Bachelor in Paradise in Mexico. That would be convenient. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a nice place. I've never been to Mexico. Just admit it. Just admit it. It's annoying. At it's, this point. It's very annoying. Because they're not very good at it. There's nothing worse than a than a cover-up of a terrible crime. And there's nothing more annoying than a terrible cover-up of a terrible yes. crime. You start disliking the person twice. <laughs> yes, yeah. totally. So as everything keeps escalating, Brendan throws up his arms and mm. says, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've said everything that I need to say here on the matter. We have nothing else to talk about. And he says he's removing himself from this. Mm-hmm. And he gets up to go. Yeah. And Marissa, this cracked me up. Marissa says, <laughs> from paradise or just this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's good. The way she said she this waited, She waited, she waited for many episodes to drop that one. The was editing good. was really good here, too. Yeah. Like, the music came to a halt. And she's like, from paradise or from this conversation? <laughs> it was so good. And you're not even sure if she was trying to be funny there. She actually, I think she was asking a real question. And it was bold. Like the timing of yeah. it was so, it made me like her. It was really yeah, funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so he snaps back and he mm. says, that doesn't concern you. And then they're all like, whoa, 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 treat her with respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Brendan finally fully claps back, says he's done with this. He leaves. And he says in his ITM, Joe and his mob of disgruntled females had some words for me. And he says, if Natasha wants to talk for the 17th time about Mm. the relationship we had, we can do that. And I also just don't like exaggerations this way. Like he keeps belittling her. I will give him this. That's exactly the right number to use to make that that To make that exaggeration. That's exactly right. 17 sounds way more than 18. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 17 is the right number. I'll give him that. But everything else was bad. And he calls the entire thing a pathetic attempt to intimidate him. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what I will say. He's like, I'm not condoning anything Brendan did mm-hmm. at all. And also, no one has the right to tell anybody to leave. But he did stand up for himself. Yes. And and to just to make the parallel, if I were Chris, yeah. I would have said, F you all. I'm staying here longer than I even planned on originally. <laughs> And I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have delightful hors d'oeuvres and drinks and enjoy the sun and the beach and go F yourself. I do kind of think if you are going to act like an asshole, which yeah. is what he did, then you have to act like an asshole. Yes. Which is then, def- you know, pull a Brendan and be like. Yeah. Stick to stick your to character. Your, yeah. You're an asshole. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And he did it. I'll give him that. Because well, he didn't have to leave. No, no one has to leave and no one can tell anyone to leave. Yeah. Well, no which, one. which we're about to cover, but yes. So Brendan and Piper now are chatting on a daybed. Yeah. And Piper says, maybe I'm just having selective hearing as to why everyone is so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, these two love that phrase, selective hearing. Yeah, should yeah. we adopt that into our vocabularies? Uh, I'm, I, yeah, I think, I think we should give it consideration. <laughs> Brendan calls Demi a character, says Deandra's upset no one's talking to her, mm-hmm. and that 
And Natasha, quote, who's had zero chance of actually having a relationship with any guy who had been there. Hmm. He's just He's really like, hammering that home. Yeah, Very it's mean. just got to not do that. That's not what you do. No. That's like, a, talk about a rule book. 101, don't insult the girl you just broke the heart of. No, that's yeah. the worst thing you, you can do. You don't do that. And he says to Piper that Natasha's just a salty person. Wow, salty. Zero, zero remorse here. Okay, so Piper starts talking about followers again. Yay. Mm, but not about Instagram, <laughs> Not about sadly. Instagram, no. no. Which, by the way, was our word watch from yes, last week. we'll get to that. So she says, obviously, we all care about followers. That's part of this franchise. I mean, again, truth. <laughs> and obviously, I'm excited for the future possibility of making more money. <laughs> She just drilled. She's like, she says the things you're not supposed to say. Then she says the things even people who say the things you're not supposed to say (laughs) say. say. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. It's pretty great. I mean, again, it's true that they're they're all thinking about followers. But would you have to really talk about the money? Again, it's the analogy about standing up at a fancy dinner table and being like, "Okay, I have to go. Gotta go take a dump." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's just incredible. I'm not sure where she is or what she thinks she's doing. Well, she seems to think she doesn't need this at all because she says, "I'm excited about the future possibility of making more money," but I'm not like. She drifts off and says, I would have got there on my own. Amazing. She then talks about her master's degree in marketing and says, I think I can figure out how to get a few more followers. (laughs) Yeah. All you need is a master's degree in marketing. You'll get a million followers on Instagram. Everyone who has a master's degree in marketing has a million (laughs) followers on Instagram. Easy. You just get out of class. You're like, oh, market, 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 market. Oh, million. Done. Also, now I'm selling like, you know, what flat tummy teas and everything. Just all I had. FabFitFun. FabFitFun. Sugar fun, Bear Hair. Sugar Bear Hair. Yeah. It's all I needed was that master's degree. Bondi Hair Boost. I should have got a master's degree in marketing. <laughs> you I'd would be definitely at home have a just million doing followers. Ads. Yeah. yeah. I got to say, though, also, let's say she could. Let's say she could. Just, I have to pick apart all the things she said let's because say she, she says could. it all in this, like, you know, who cares kind of way. Like, she's totally feels no. There's no guilt, no taking responsibility, none of it. It's always some other excuse. And so in this case, let's analyze this for a second. Let's say she could, on her own, gain a million followers. Is that her her defense? Is that an excuse? Again. It is unrelated to the crime that was committed. Bad cover-up of a bad crime. It continues. Every cover-up is wrong. Yeah. So meanwhile, Joe says to the ladies back at the other day bed, we don't have the power to kick them off. As much as it looked like Chris got kicked out, he left on his own terms. Mm. And I agree with that. And I still maintain that Chris should not have left. He should not have left. They should not have thought in their minds that they could somehow kick him off. But I was really disappointed with how he laid down. Like, why didn't he just say, no, I'm not leaving? Yeah, he fully rolled over when there's two reasons why I don't think he should have left, Chris. First is, again, what I said earlier, which is if you're going to be an asshole, commit to being an asshole and just give them the finger and be like, you can't kick me off. Absolutely. Just, just do that. Just be that person. You know what I mean? Commit to it fully. Yeah. And the other reason is one more day on that beach can completely transform your 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 relationships your edit yeah it's incredible how you could just sit next to someone at a meal and become their friend and then you can start to recover from from whatever just happened yes. and particularly in chris's situation he could 
only go up. Yes. He was starting to go up because he was starting to become an underdog. Like suddenly, you know, everyone hated Chris, everyone hated Chris, but then suddenly everyone gangs up on Chris and he becomes a little more, a slightly more sympathetic character. Yeah. And that would have, he could not have gone down further. Yeah. If he had stayed one more day, I guarantee you he would have made it halfway back to where he started. Well, that's the thing, because if you watch Bachelor or Bachelorette and there's a villain who sticks mm-hmm. around, yeah. it's fascinating. 50% of those villains, I'm, this is, I'm throwing this number out there, but I would wager around 50% of people who are villains early on and who everyone hates, if they get another rose and last another week, they shift and they adjust and they adapt and they create friendships. And then two weeks later, someone else is the villain and you forgot that they were ever a villain. Yeah. A perfect example is on Ari's season, Chelsea, she got the first impression Rose was a total villain night one. By episode three, she was a front runner and you forgot that she was ever a villain at all. Yeah. Like just sticking around and keeping your head down and just building these relationships yeah. can completely transform. There's always redemption. Yes. And so I really think that it was short-sighted. Yeah. Chris's, well, I mean, he, look, he did a lot of short-sighted things, yeah, let's be he, honest. Clearly, that wasn't the first short-sighted yeah, thing yeah. he did. But, but to leave because he was ganged up on, I really think... I, and I get it. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to wake up the next morning. And it's going to be awkward. Yeah. But it's worth it to defend yourself. He let them win. It wasn't right. He validated the mob's will. The, the mob's will. The will of the mob. The will of the mob yes. is powerful and needs to be stood up to. <laughs> Piper says, obviously, we're not operating on the same wavelength as everybody else in terms of like knowing that was like taboo. Mm. I said last week, I genuinely wonder if she knew how this show worked. And she doesn't. I can't tell whether she's playing dumb. It's because I don't trust her. I don't trust her. She's the kind of person that has an excuse for everything, clearly. And so I can see her being like, I don't know. I didn't know how this works. She knows exactly how it works. A hundred percent. She knows how it works. And here she punches Brendan in the chest playfully and says, I told you I didn't want to come. I told no, you. It's oh, it's all your trouble fault, in paradise. <laughs> this is where the Macbeth plot begins to arc. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Lady Macbeth is turning against Macbeth. Remember, she has to they have to have each other's backs. So you can't turn on him. Yeah, out out damn spot. Everyone now talks about them. Demi and Mari are next to each other at the bar. I don't know when that happened. Mm-hmm. I said amazing what a shared enemy does. Always. Yeah. Brendan and Piper are now the bad guys, and it's amazing how Demi and Mari seem to be coexisting yeah. all of a sudden. I I'm always praying for that alien attack on Earth so we can all unite. <laughs> yes. Well says, do you think Brendan's going to go home? And Demi says, I hope so. And Tammy, who wasn't involved in all that, says, oh, you hope so? And Demi says, yeah, like, why are they here? And Tammy says, you're right. I hope they do go home. (laughs) (laughs) Stand by your convictions. (laughs) So Brendan comes up now to the bar and announces he's leaving. Actually, the title of this section is Brendan comes up and announces he's leaving while Piper avoids eye contact and scratches her head. (laughs) She just doesn't give a shit. It's almost impressive. I I am impressed. Like, I can't imagine being that okay with being so hated. I wish I had that that amount of shame. She has none. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Or she just hides it really well and she's burning up inside with shame. I don't know. Either way, it's impressive. There's no way she has shame. Yeah. And Brendan says that they're leaving on their own terms. That's what Piper's going to say to Brendan when she breaks up with him after this. (laughs) (laughs) So while they leave, Deandra and Tammy talk to Wells. And Wells says the only rule with all of these shows 
is don't go on any of them with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Yeah, simple. I mean, this is a consistent rule. Yes. To be honest. And in the car, Brendan, this, I thought this was interesting. They're sitting next to each mm-hmm. other in the car. He says, I didn't intentionally want to mislead anyone. I just withheld information. He's still defending himself to the very end, even when he's incriminating himself. It's uh, almost impressive. I got to give him credit. He went down fighting. The fight was weak. I mean, he was, you know, he was fighting like, like this. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a dolphin fighting yeah, Mike Tyson. Yeah. But, you know, it's, uh, he gave it an effort. I and that's s- what you got to do when everyone gangs up on you on the, on the island. <laughs> you got to stand up for yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no downside to standing up for yourself. Yeah. Just stand up for yourself. Well, that reminds me of Cody versus Aaron. Yes. On Katie's season. He just folded. Yeah, he folded every time. He never defended himself, yeah. which maybe Aaron was right. Maybe Cody was right. But we're all going to believe that Aaron was right because I'm sorry. If you're going to go on TV, you'd better be prepared to do that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you can't even if you're guilty of the crime, you've got to defend yourself because you have nothing to lose. Yeah. You have nothing to lose unless your defense is so terrible yeah. that it's worse than the crime, which in this case might be the case. So this is a complicated discussion. Wait, but so let's now discuss. Do we think Brendan and Piper should have left? When they left? Yeah. Because I know people are kind of probably going to be like, yeah, good they left. Goodbye, blah, blah, blah. I think that Brendan and Piper should have left more than anyone else on that beach. Okay. More than Chris. Yes. And more than Alana, is that her name? Yeah, okay. definitely. I think that they came with a, a hard plan. They were fully dating. Mm-hmm. And they they basically shit on the show. And I know this, the show is kind of covered in some feces as it is, <laughs> but that's not the point. Yeah. They really shit on the show. They shit on the process. And they shit on a lot of the cast in yeah, doing so. He did a very shitty thing to Natasha. What really gets me is how he continued to disparage her after having hurt her like that, mm-hmm. after having betrayed her trust like that. It was just so unnecessary. Yeah. But I got to say, there's an interesting kind of quandary, which is whether or not they should have actually left because they are in some ways admitting fault where I kind of think that if they had just stuck it through, they could have recovered. I'm talking in their best interest, not not in the best interest of justice. The problem is, is in this situation, I don't think there was any recovering because Mm. every time we saw them, we'd just be like fraud. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to mend fences? I don't understand how they do it. Like, where's the path to glory for them in just being more exposed on more episodes? Like, every time we see them, we're like, ugh, why are they here? Oh, I'm telling you, some other conflict would happen and there would be a new common enemy. And then Brendan already has his friendships. Piper probably has a friendship here or there. It's all I'm saying is that in their interest. Yeah. In, in terms of them recovering, they should have stayed. Same with Chris and Alana. I mean, people do have short-term memories. Yes. I agree. Especially but, with reality TV. Oh, my God. It's amazing how one person is terrible and the next week they're, yeah. they're the best. You know? You're right. I mean, you're right. I don't know how they would have done it, but it might have just been like the focus was taken away from them yes. and thereby they start smelling better. Yes. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe you're right. Anyway. I'm glad I'm I'm not saying I wish they had stayed, but I just think it would have been in their best interest. I'm saying that I am a firm believer in the integrity of Bats in Paradise. (laughs) So Marissa and Riley now they play a game of pick a body part out of a hat and I'll lick whipped cream off it. (laughs) That's got to be a a better name to that game. And Andy, you couldn't help but imagine if Dick was (laughs) pulled out of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm it was three, it felt but... very exposed. Yeah, it was. Was that pushing PG thirteen? I'm not sure. Borderline. And look, I think it's so. I think the relationship's really cute. I yeah. really love oh, them absolutely. together. But I found it really weird that everyone was just watching them openly. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, so well, weird. and he was. She was sucking whipped cream off his toe. Yeah, I'm not sure that like if the whole family was together watching that, that that would be a good. Oh thing. Oh my god, can you imagine if you watch this show with your family? I could not have watched that. Like with that my would parents. that would that would could potentially scar me if I was sat and watched <laughs> that with my mother when I was like 12 years old. That reminds me of when one time I watched a Netflix special with Ali Wong mm, with yeah, my family. Funny. Andrea, my little sister, was like, "Oh yeah, this is a really good one." We were looking oh, for something funny move. to watch as a family, bad move. and we were watching this with my parents, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> bad." Yeah. Not yeah. not a good call. Anyway, they finally go off to the boom boom room together. Mm-hmm. And Wells, meanwhile, says, "If you can suck on a toe, you can get engaged." At the end of this thing, I, I actually actually think, think right. that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And meanwhile, Ivan and Kendall kiss. That's what? so random. I did not see that coming. James and Tia are talking. Yeah. But I wrote, even in a two second clip, you can tell she's not into it. <laughs> so obvious and they sing happy birthday to tammy because it's her birthday which of course leads into tammy and thomas tammy's best birthday ever (laughs) so tammy tells thomas that she doesn't want to know about the date with becca because it doesn't change how she feels about him Hmm. she says she really likes him and he's a great fit in her life and he's her best friend Uh uh-oh she doesn't have a great friend group That's what I'm getting from this. I think she needs to pick her friends a little better. And and by the way, Thomas would be a great friend, but I don't think she's his best friend. I don't know. I don't know. I don't or know. even like in the lower rankings of friends. He says, although you said you're not going to ask, I feel like I do need to tell you about the date last night because it did go well with Becca last night. He says he doesn't want to lead her on. And that he had feelings for someone else and, quote, didn't feel guilty about it. Aaron, looking on, of course, turns it into a Thomas-specific mm-hmm. thing. And, of course, tries to sneak an I told you so in there. It's amazing. The hatchet has literally sitting in the ground. It hasn't been buried. It's sitting there so long that it's yeah. like actually the shape of the hatchet just sunk <laughs> into the ground. It's almost burying itself. Yeah. The hatchet should never be that around that long. Mm-hmm. Why is he still talking about Thomas? Still talking about Thomas. It's, it's incredible. Thomas has only redeemed himself since he's been on the show. Yeah. And, I, and I never thought he needed redemption personally. Yeah. But I would have liked to see, but you we've know, learned I that needed Aaron some is, evidence. Yeah. He's a great guy. And even this speech to Tammy is so adult and honest yeah. and exactly guys watching. That's how it's done. How Honestly. Thomas handles this. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Aaron continues to just sort of be angry at everyone all the time. Always angry, pointing the finger. Yeah. What is Aaron doing that's so great? What is he doing on his own? What <laughs> What is Aaron's righteous. brand right. other than pointing fingers? So Tammy and Thomas now move to the beach to talk. Mm. that's not a good sign never yeah no one moves to the beach to tell someone they love them (laughs) so she keeps fighting on this saying she doesn't understand and insists they can work through this just as a side this is not how you do this tammy insists she's willing to fight and that she wants him in her life and he says he can't see them working in the long run outside paradise the worst thing to do when someone very calmly and clearly tells you they don't want to be with you is try to convince them that they're wrong. Yeah. Don't do that ever, ever, ever. ever. Even if they're totally wrong. Honestly, this entire conversation read like 
of what not to do on one of our Q and A's, and what not to do, and what to do, and not. And I know I have a, you know, I have a, I have a, a bias, a, a bias <laughs> towards Thomas, yeah. but Thomas did exactly what you're supposed to do in this situation. He, Tammy did exactly what you're not supposed yeah. to do, and I have no look. Tears are fine. Getting broken up with is hard. Even though that was pretty light. I mean, were they dating sort of for like 20 minutes? Yeah. But getting broken up with is never fun. Yeah. Ever. Especially when you're getting broken up with Thomas. I mean, <laughs> come on, let's be honest here. Guy's six foot six, hey, okay. just in a wall of men. But she did exactly the wrong thing. Yeah. Cry, cry your eyes out. That's fine. But don't convince him that he's wrong. Yeah. He is, couldn't be more. If there was no it was emotion. Painful. It was clear, to watch. calm, and concise. I respect you, but this is not right. I'm moving on. Yeah. Okay. So you're getting ahead, a little ahead. Sorry. You're getting excited. Sorry. I got <laughs> Thomas gets in play. I get well, he says muted. he couldn't see them working out, working in the long run outside of paradise. And Tammy says, "Why don't you think that we could?" Oh, don't God. ask those questions. Rough. He says he's in a place where he needs to risk short-term discomfort with her for a long-term future with someone else. Mm-hmm. And she says, what do you see in the connection elsewhere that we lack in? And I said, oh, God, make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, things just feel a little more stable. And she said, with us? <laughs> and I wrote, God, God, make it stop. <laughs> and he said, elsewhere. And he says, if they were to try this in real life, it would ultimately end in more hurt. Yeah. I think he's being honest. He's being he's, honest. There's no way to break up with someone looking like a prince. You have to be a bit of a jerk. As a matter of fact, if you're not jerk enough, he you're going to hurt en- the person worse. I almost felt he wasn't jerk enough. Here. He almost wasn't <laughs> jerk enough. Yeah. And so she says, even if we have issues and challenges that we face, I'm willing to fight through them with you. And it seems like you're not. And he confirms it's true. (laughs) You got it. That's what we're talking about. And Tammy says, what can I do then? There's got to be something I can do. He's like, well, there is actually something you can do. It's so painful. If someone says they don't want to be with you, don't say there's got to be something I can do. This is not how you do this. It's all about self-respect. It's all about confidence and self-respect. And I do think there's a dignity factor here. If you have confidence and self-respect... You may not end up in that situation in the first place. But certainly, if you do end up in that situation, respect yourself and walk away. Yeah. And he says, I know it's hard. It's just how my heart's feeling. I don't want to ever be in a position where I'm hurting you. And she says, you are. You are hurting me. You know what would have made maybe the one thing she could have done that would have made Thomas think twice? What? It's been like, you're right. Thank you. Bye. I think that applies to a lot of breakups. If someone breaks up with you and you're just like, I'm like, that sucks. I'm sad, but I understand. And you just peace out, never to be seen or heard again. Yeah. That's what's going to make the person be like, oh, I wonder if I did that. I mean, then that look, I'm not endorsing that aspect of human nature, but that is human nature. One oh one. One hundred percent. You want the things you can't have. You don't want the things that are literally clawing into you to have you. Yeah. Especially when you've already told them that you don't want them. Because it then makes you, just you more to... unattractive yes. to them. There's nothing more unattractive than someone who you're breaking up with, man or woman, it doesn't yeah. matter. Borderline begging. Begging yeah, for you for to you not to do it because you yourself 
are so dreading that conversation. You want it to go as easy as possible. Yeah. So you're so stressed out and so pent up. You're like, please let this be easy. Mm -hmm. So when they fight you on it, it makes you even more disgusted yeah, by yeah, the situation. Yes. It's the worst yes. thing you can do. Completely agree. Make it easy for them. Yeah. So easy that they think twice. Like, what? Yes. whoa, what happened there? Yes, it should be. You should just disappear so disappear. quickly. It's like a smoke. Like literally yeah. just like. Boom, that's like a smoke. That if the person were to ever regret it, that's what makes them regret it. Oh, the only thing. Yeah. Or seeing you with some other guy that they <laughs> feel jealous of. But that's not, I don't encourage that. <laughs> okay. So in general, she makes this really hard for him. Yeah. She Thomas. says she trusted him with everything. Everything. And now she feels like a fool for trusting him. Wow. Now he's a dick. She cries and he comforts her and tells her she did nothing wrong. She's amazing. She's not a fool. She's capable. She's worthy. She says, I don't need you to tell me that. I know I am. Mm. And she accuses him of having reassured her, which is why she trusted him in the first place. Mm. And she storms off. And on the way out, she says, everyone told me and I believed you. And as she goes off crying, Andy, you sang happy birthday. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> I, you know, I well, want to like Tammy because I think she has her moments and she can be really funny and she's kind of like snarky. Yeah. But she does things routinely where it's hard to root for her. Yeah, it is. In hard. this case, the way, you know, she hooked up with Thomas in front of Aaron. He could see it's sort of like it does feel kind of karmic in a, in a way. Yeah. And I just, it's hard to have sympathy. It, like, did any of us really buy them? anyway no as a couple no and and you know she also lost some hypocrisy points in the process it wasn't a good birthday no but but it'll be a good story to tell her grandkids you know what i did on my 25th birthday <laughs> was it her 25th i what have birthday? no 26? idea 26 i have no idea anyway i'm hoping it's on the younger side yeah okay so now it's the rose ceremony wells announces that people were lied to and one person lost the opportunity to meet someone because of it and so he calls in Polly, who yeah. enters with a cheese board with a rose on it. And Andy, you died laughing at this. The best, this guy's got the best job. He does. He really does. Do you think he gets paid per rose entrance or he just gets his regular salary? And that's like, they're like, sorry, Polly, you got to do this thing too. He's like, oh, I think he loves it. He I loves mean, it. Maybe you're right. Just, yeah, he gets screen time. Yeah, he just it's once kind of in a while it's, gets to it's be. It's cute. Like, yeah. it, can't, it can't hurt him. He's a character with a name on the Bachelor franchise. You're right. It's a actually recurring a, character, a recurring minor character. He's a recurring minor character. It's a gift that they're giving <laughs> yes. him. Yes. I didn't see it that way. Yeah. I thought it was more of like a servitude. Like, like, Polly. <laughs> We got another rose situation. It's a dark way of looking at it. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So you're Natasha right. fully breaks down here. And I got to say, I can relate to this reaction. It's amazing how kindness can be the thing that makes you yeah. break down, not cruelty. I always, when I cry, it's always out of happiness at something being resolved or, or strength and sadness. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those yeah. are the two things that make me cry. When someone who should be very sad shows a lot of strength. Yeah. And when something that you think is going to end very badly ends very happy. Those are the two things that make me cry. <laughs> Just so you guys know. <laughs> Do you ever want to make me cry? To me, kindness, like when someone unexpectedly gives you a hug or wants right. to hear about it or wants to talk you through it, that's what makes me cry more so than the thing that I was on the verge of crying about in the first right. place. It's the release of what could have been a bad situation. Yes. You're like emotionally released. Like, oh, that's none of that's going to happen. It's yeah. actually good release. It was kind of sweet to watch this because Natasha, by the way, up until then, didn't cry at all. No. She was just angry. Really nice moment. It was. It was a beautiful bip moment. Yeah. Although I got to say. It's a bip bip. <laughs> 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 B -B -I -P -M. B -B -I -P -M. 
It really rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Now I wonder what will happen in the future, though. Because once they do it with oh, Natasha, yeah, don't they have to do it with precedent. everyone? Now it's going to get to the point, like three seasons from now, they're like, do you think you're going to get that special rose? <laughs> yeah, they already gave out one special rose. I'm not going to get that. <laughs> okay, so now roses are handed out. Riley gives his rose to Marissa. Joe gives his to Serena. It's just so weird that Kendall's right there, I got to say. Ivan gives his to Kendall. Definitely want to know more about this pairing. Uh, hmm. Noah gives his to Abigail. Kenny gives his to Mari, while Demi makes a disgusted expression. So maybe they're not friends after all. Nah, they're frenemies, I think. James gives his to Tia. Thomas gives his to Becca. And Aaron gives his to Chelsea. So going home, Deandra. I will yeah. miss Deandra. I don't think, I think Deandra was very happy to go oh, home. She seems more than ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, it's like when you've been on vacation a little too long. Oh, and yeah. that last day, you're like, what do we do? Like, we've done this beach thing like a million times. Like, yeah, let's yeah. Just I'm ready to yeah. go back to real life. Yeah. So, Deandra, Jesenia, Demi, and Tammy go home. And I got to say, like, I, the Ivan Kendall is the biggest cha-ching of this. <laughs> like, Kendall was already like, okay, listen, Ivan, I'm going to make out with you to make it look like this isn't a fraud. So, just go with me here i have a few theories about the candle thing but we'll get there tammy balls in her itm and it got me thinking that becca was actually also at that last rose ceremony Mm -hmm. and she was able to give out a rose yeah and it got me thinking that had tammy not quote unquote cheated on aaron with thomas then aaron still would have been attached to tammy and then becca and Mm. thomas could have met that night instead of him being attached to tammy and maybe she would have ended up giving because she gave her rose to Aaron. Yeah. So it's like they kind of switched. I thought it was just sort of interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting T- flip flop. Yeah. Well, Tammy acted like Thomas took her rose away and right. then he betrayed her. But actually, I Tammy think had took she her not rose away, it is the ultimate karma. Had it was. She, yeah. Had she not done what she had done to Aaron, she would have given her rose to Aaron it's the and ultimate. Becca would have given her rose to Thomas. Yeah. She what just comes around goes around. Yep. Funny. Okay. Although I, I have to say one last thing about Tammy. I, she did get some redemption from me yeah. when she talked about how good that cupcake was in her final statement. Cupcake? Remember she was eating that cupcake with a candle in it? Wow. The last thing she said was, mm, it's a good cupcake. Oh my God, I missed that. That was cute. Oh, that makes me like it her makes too. me like her more. I mean, so cupcakes, she just are, made it. cupcakes are where it's at. <laughs> I I, I feel love like, cupcakes. I feel like there's no level of sadness or, or, or just dejectedness that could not be cured, at least momentarily, by a good <laughs> cupcake for you. It's actually gross how much cake I could eat. Okay, let's move on. Mm-hmm. So Demi tearfully goes home and in the car, she says, Mari and Kenny kissing in front of me. Like, wait till I go. I got to say, it's a mm, little bit rich. It's so rich. <laughs> And Joe says, meanwhile, Demi puts on a front, but if you peel back the layers, she's probably sad. Mm-hmm. And I feel for her. I, that's, I that's think we all poignant. agree on this. I mean, there's no question. Demi think, obviously puts on a front. It's not rocket science that she does. It's that. not rocket science. No. But I wish the best for Demi. I and, do. And I'd like her to do just a little sort of self-exploration. A little more. Yeah. Assuming we did see some of the real Demi yeah. on this season, I do think some... Soul searching would be a little bit, just a little bit beneficial. She's got plenty of time, mm-hmm. but she's. But it's also possible we're just there. we were just buying what she was selling, and the entire thing was an act from beginning to end. It's the, possible. The tears, I don't believe, were an act. I don't well, think she's she such can an actress. Cry. It's hard to tell. Is she an actress? 
I mean, is she an actual actress? Okay. Is that a real question? Okay, no. What I'm saying is she a she's board not certified actress. actress. Yeah. <laughs> she's not an actress by by profession. By trade. So she doesn't do she doesn't do acting. She doesn't do like stage no, or screen but acting. But she's clearly an actress. Is she going to acting classes? She's an actress. I it's don't obvious. believe yes, I agree, but I don't believe that she is as she's a good enough actress to cry that much on, on command. I think those are real tears, all of them. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. I think it's a combo. I think she sort of waffles back and forth. She acts when she's in control, but when she's not in control, it's real. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) Got to the bottom of that one. Okay, so now Lil John arrives in the evening after the rose ceremony. Yeah. So uh, Titus Burgess just... Handed off the baton. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I'm into Lil John. <laughs> I'm into Lil John too. I'm into his no fucks given approach to hosting this he show. He does it right. Yeah. He's just like, I'm here. I'm your host now. Yeah, I'm going to Lil John this up. Like, I'm going to do my Lil John things. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to take it seriously. Are you saying Lil John? I'm saying Lil John. <laughs> I'm 100. But you know what I find kind of funny is that. Let's be honest. The hosts of Bachelor in Paradise are sort of tried and true. They're not like some new. You don't have on like some guy who just won a best new artist on the MTV Music Awards. It's like people <laughs> have been around for a while. Right. Yeah. And I find it hilarious that Lil John, who like seems so new to me, is now like an old, old. guy on the block. It's hilarious. So yeah. I'm going to call him Little John. Okay. because He's been around that long. Y- you can do that. Thank you. OK, so the next day. The women watch on while Riley works out in slippers. Nothing to say about that. Mm -hmm. And now Blake Monar arrives. Mm -hmm. I hardly remembered him. Andy, you had no clue who this was. So Mm -hmm. I once again did my sleuthing and found his bachelorette bio. And I thought I would just add this to the mix so it'll color our impression of him. He played baseball in the major leagues. Oh, wow. His childhood dream. For two years wow. before a debilitating neuromuscular injury pushed him into early retirement. Oh, wow. That's tragic. It's very tragic. And after that, he packed up his entire life and moved to Phoenix, where he now owns and operates a cosmetic company. Wow. You, so, that's an amazing two, transition. Right? Major League Baseball, a yeah. cosmetic company. Yeah. Already two lives at such a young age. Yeah. <laughs> and Blake has never left the country. Huh. He loves to take his mom shopping. Mm-hmm. And he loves pancakes. <laughs> this sounds like a great guy. Yeah. So he arrives and all the women are wowed mm-hmm. and wooed by his tattoos. And hair. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy's yeah, got right. a full head of hair and tattoos is like done. It's amazing. I yeah, really I don't get, get the tattoo thing. I don't get it either. Teach their own, but I yeah. really feel like a tattoo, anyone can get a tattoo. Yeah, I'm not like, sure Like I'm more interested it. in what character they possess that yeah. not everyone can have. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's something that you you can't fake personality, but you can fake tattoos. You can fake badassness by getting a sleeve of tattoos. I could literally get tattoos that makes it look like I just got out of a 20 year term in prison (laughs) and was like the head of a gang. But just I'm not that guy. Yeah, but you could. I could. And apparently women would be wooed by that. Apparently, yeah, I did it all wrong. I've, I get it from from a male perspective. It to me, it's like, oh, you're like, and believe me, I'm talking about a different generation. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, you know, when I was wooing young <laughs> ladies, I saw tattoos as like, like oh. it kind of was like a bad girl. Yeah, 
Not and, and the bad girl was the attraction, not the actual tattoos. It doesn't matter what it was, a dragon so you, okay, or a butterfly. Okay, so you think tattoos are hot because it suggests that you're a bad boy? Bad, yeah, like you're bad, like you're dark. Oh. But it's not that way anymore. It's everyone has tattoos, <laughs> so everyone's dark? Maybe it's the quantity. Like he had sleeves of tattoos, so he's extra bad. Extra dark. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. You're I, right. The I'm more clearly tattoos, not the target the demo for a, for a tattoo sleeve. We don't know sleeve. what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure people will tune in. All I know is that I... I have girlfriends who deem a guy hot. I have a girlfriend in particular who deems men hot when they have wear a short sleeve shirt and you can see tattoos peering out under the sleeve. And I just find that such a strange thing to find attractive because his personality could totally suck. Like, right. Who cares? What if the personality doesn't correlate with the tattoos? Are the tattoos still hot or did the tattoos make him less hot because he's completely contradictory and hypocritical? <laughs> <sighs> We're so the wrong demographic for tattoos. I know. People are like, I thought they were old, but I didn't realize you were this old. It's really old. Oh, man. So Blake asks to talk to Tia. And James looks annoyed here. Hmm. And Andy, you said, oh, come on. How much were they really? That's a sham. You know it's a sham. You know you're a sham, James. Okay, so Blake and Tia talk. And Tia says in her ITM that she has physically been attracted to tattoos for as long as she can remember. She says his hair looks good. He's taller than I thought. He's an attractive man. And I wrote, it kind of feels like they were already scoping each other, like at least a few DMs back and forth or something. Mm, possibly. It just felt like there was a familiarity there. Blake also talks to Natasha, but it's it's pretty obvious that he's going for Tia, to mm-hmm. be honest. So he does indeed invite Tia on this date, and she says yes without hesitation. And Andy, <laughs> you said, looks like Natasha and James are a couple. <laughs> James is just getting passed around People generally feel bad for James And he says he feels like he's back at square one I mean the guy's been to square one Ever since he's been on the franchise Yeah It's okay It's fine He's doing well As I said James does the most with the least (laughs) And not the least as him as a human I'm saying with the least effort He gets the most Well that's the thing How much effort is he really putting in? None I have not seen him He's spending all his time with his guy friends Working out and stuff He's hanging out with Aaron His buddy Yeah and uh, his, his co-worker. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen him put in any meaningful effort into building a relationship with any of the people on the island. In his talk with Aaron, he seems to suggest he's thought about leaving. And Aaron says, you can't leave till I leave. Mm. The police force is strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Semper Fi. Their cops are us. That's yeah. a survivor reference. We'll oh, see if anyone gets that. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So now Tia and Blake go on their date. Lil John gives them an RV. I love this. He just like tosses them the keys. He just doesn't oh, yeah. care. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. I want more of him. So Tia and Blake drive in the RV and she screams the whole time and then they talk. And they talk about soulmates. He reveals he doesn't believe in soulmates. Mm-hmm. And she agrees and thinks that it's all about finding someone who checks the main boxes. And then you, quote, freaking make it work with them. Yeah, the main unquote. boxes being tattoos. lots of tattoos <laughs> and a full head of hair and it's a decent height. Yeah. And he says he also thinks timing and where you are in life matter too. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Tia says this feels like it could work in the real world versus how she's felt on other dates she's gone on. And she says here, interestingly, I feel like people are going to think we've known each other for a long time. And he says, who cares? And she admits she's worried what other people think. And they make out. I, the fact that she said this makes yeah, me yeah. think there was something. I think something. you're right. Yeah. I, I don't think that they've been talking necessarily for a long time, but I do think that they knew each other. Well, they just did it better. They did hypocrisy better. Yes. They just didn't get caught. Mm-hmm. And 
Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. <laughs> While they make out, Tia talks about how her vagina is dancing. Mm. She says, if it doesn't make your vagina dance, it's not worth it. Mm. She jokes that she's ovulating right now. And if it were possible to get pregnant from making out, she would be pregnant. And Andy, you said she'll regret saying some of this stuff. <laughs> her, I could just picture her whole, whole, whole family silent with like their jaws open. <laughs> But this is what I'll say. It just, she's endearing. She's endearing. Yeah. I'll say if you're gonna say the word vagina yeah. in a humorous way on a show, mm-hmm. I say a golden rule, keep it to one mention. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a rule. It, it could have worked. <laughs> Not two. Yeah. And we don't need three. <laughs> but, you know, it's fine. Okay, so now back at the resort, James looks sullen while watching couples make out. And now we have Kenny and Mari. Kenny says, I feel like we're leaving here together. Mari says, me too. Me too. And they walk hand in hand to the Boom Boom Room. They look rather serious. It's a very serious relationship. You said it seems like they're going to the gallows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the Boom Boom Room. Yeah. Let's, let's see some smiles. Yeah. But they're very serious. And I've seen this before. There are serious relationships they are and there ser- are funny relationships. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. They both work. It feels very like sensual and like serious. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of They're laughter. not joking around, but somehow it's like that not joking around relationship that seems like it has legs. Yeah. Like they could be serious for a long time <laughs> together. <laughs> and you still give them a year? I still say the over-under is, it's six months to a year. I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to go on the limb. Year? I'm going to say a year. Okay. We a have year a bet from... Going. From this filming. Have you forgotten about our bet? One dollar. One dollar. Good job. So June. I don't forget. June 2022. Correct. Okay, so Dr. Joe arrives. Yay. I, yeah, yeah. The t- I titled this segment, Dr. Joe arrives who doesn't love Dr. Joe. <laughs> if he, I knew him, I would like him. He's the best. What, is the, where is, what season is he from? He was also from Clacia's season. Got it. And he was just so lovely. Mm-hmm. He seems all right to me. He's like funny, self-deprecating. Like he's just cool. And he's an anesthesiologist. He's, yes. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He's like a cool anesthesiologist. Oh yeah, obviously. He's not like any other anesthesiologist. No, no. <laughs> he's the one who you go in for anesthesia and he calls you bro. And you're like, <laughs> uh, no. So he pulls Natasha to chat and they discuss dating. He reveals he has tried the apps and she admits she's struggled in her dating history with trying to make something work for too long. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, I can say that after having received hundreds of emails for our podcast, for our Q&As and caller sessions, that I think this is a common mistake people make Mm -hmm. trying to make something work for far too long. So he invites Natasha on this date, unsurprisingly. And, and, uh, and could we assume that producers just said, like, you're taking Natasha on a date? Like, you don't have a choice? Well, I, it did feel like they kind of hit it off, but it also, I do wonder if he had that much of a choice in the matter. Yeah. He wasn't even shown talking to anyone else. No, he was, it was Natasha or It, it almost felt like he was flown in there to take Natasha yeah. on this date. They, but it did seem like they had plenty to talk about. Yeah, and they yeah. both live in New York City, by the way, just saying. Oh, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. And as they walk off for their date, we hear Joe say, Brendan's not here. Mm. I'm so curious. Foreboding. Good. Foreboding, foreshadowing, all of the above. And while they get ready for the date, Ivan says, while eating dinner, I think we're all happy about Natasha and Joe going on this date. That's just a feel-good story right there. Yeah, never say that. Never That's say true, that. true, but it's also cute how everyone's rooting for everyone's her so hard. For her, and they should be. I mean, come on. How could you not? So Joe and Natasha go on this date where they toast with enormous margaritas. They were cartoonishly big margaritas. 
It's like those those like you know the the bug catching things <laughs> you pour the, like the sugar water into. Yeah, yeah. Like those, they're in a place where there's bugs everywhere, yeah. and this is a giant sweet liquid. Yeah, and she unsurprisingly gets a bug in hers, yeah. and Joe trades her so that he has the one with the bug. And I wrote that's modern day chivalry right there. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. sweet. So back at the resort, everyone is talking about Natasha and Joe. It's established that Brendan and Joe are tight friends, and it would be a bad move on Natasha's part to reveal everything. And back on the date now, Joe asks how she's not attached. How is it possible? Hmm. And she says, I don't want to go too into detail. I do know you and Brendan are close. And she says, if I'm going to be honest, he really almost ruined this whole experience for me. Hmm. And he goes, Brendan? My Brendan? Oh, And she gives him the story in a nutshell, doesn't go into too much detail, which is definitely the right move. And she says to Joe, did you know that they were dating, meaning Mm -hmm. Brendan and Piper? And he says, I didn't know they were dating, dating. Um, I mean, listen, I love Brendan, but I also understand where you're coming from. And I'm sorry you went through that. He handles it really well, I think. But he's in a pickle there. Yeah, and you can really see him watching his words here, and you can see that his wheels are turning. And and while he's sort of talking, he says, it had to be Brendan, huh? You can see he's really struggling with it. Yeah, He's really nice about it, and I can see his conflict because he hasn't seen it play out. He doesn't know that Brendan's the villain, and it probably seems like an impossibility that he is. Mm -hmm. And he needs to pick what side he's on, and he's kind of like, am I on the right side of this? He's, he's in an impossible situation. He can't go for Natasha. He's, he's like, it would be one thing if he found this out, like, you know, three full dates in and he was already inside of a relationship with her. Yeah. But he can't go. It's too messy. Uh, he's threatening his friendship with a, what seems to be a very close friend. Well, and he doesn't know, again, that Brendan is going to come off looking as horrible as he does. Right. Like, all he knows is that there's a lot of conflict and drama there. And he's right. probably like, I don't want to be involved. He Which I want totally to relate and, to. And I he, understand. He, he had the foresight of knowing that there's going to come a point where I'm going to have to go after Brendan. And I don't want to be in that position. Yeah. That's basically Thankfully, what I think thought. Paradise is coming to an end soon. So it probably won't come to that. <laughs> he won't have time. So meanwhile, we have Serena and Joe. It's cute. They're cute. He yeah. says that he's turned off by messy eaters. Is that what he said? That yeah. he's turned off? I think most people are. She accuses him of being a messy eater. They're just cute. Always yeah. constant ribbing back and forth. Constant course. ribbing, but no genuine insults. Yeah. Wells asks Serena if she feels the L word for Joe now. And Natasha asks her what she thinks Joe would say if she said the L word. Mm-hmm. By the way, note Natasha's cover up here. This oh, is from yeah. the day before, before Joe arrived. So yeah. some out of order... Uh, editing here mm-hmm. and meanwhile now we see Kendall Kendall seems to be struggling quite a bit understandably she says she wasn't expecting to see grocery store Joe so happy with someone else and she wasn't expecting to it to affect her this much yeah. and I said damn I feel for her but also can't she leave and in a way it makes me think that she was offered a deal she could not refuse why is she yeah, there I agree Kendall was offered something I think probably money. <laughs> yeah, I would say money is the likely yeah, choice. Yeah, I think probably the same went for Becca Kufrin. Certain power players you wanted there to get that shot that could be previewed in every episode. Yeah. I think Kendall was offered a deal she couldn't refuse to be there, and it, it, she is earning that well, paycheck. Well, she's having buyer's remorse here. Yeah, and I feel for her. Like yeah. I would regret it too. That's tough, What she's really going tough. through. And it's what you fear... Like, and usually doesn't happen. Yes. But she's fully living it. Yes. 
So Joe, it's so true. It yeah. really is. It's like, wow, that is that is torture. It's a nightmare. It's a form of torture. Yeah. So Joe takes Serena to a pedal strewn date setup thing and says, this was all my idea. I Joe. thought that was funny. It is great. Yeah. I mean, if you want to know what I would be like on Bachelor in Paradise, that's Joe the, is the closest yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the kind of... I really of, relate to him. Yeah, that's the kind of remark you would make constantly. Yeah, you got you to gotta break the fourth wall yeah. a lot. Yes. And the way they talk to and look at each other, they are so into each other. It's very cute. Yeah, it's really cute. And I she, believe in it. Yeah. She says she's falling in love with him. He says he feels the same way. And she goes, no way, oh my God. And then they make out. <laughs> and now we see Kendall who says it's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one no one is debating that. I feel so bad for her. I cannot even imagine how brutal this would be. And she says there are memories in every corner of this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivan tries to kiss Kendall here. So he gets the bad timing gold medal. Like, what he's was like, he thinking? He's like, I know what to do. I'll distract <laughs> her by making out with her. With a, you know, I mean, God, Ivan. What was he thinking with oh, this? God. Such a bad move. Such a bad move. He probably move. overestimated how into him she is. I think he was thinking I'll distract her. Like yeah, just, I don't know. Just, just terrible. Kendall in her ITM says tearfully, I just feel really detached from everyone. I don't know where to stand. I don't know where to be. Mm. I feel so bad for her. I feel like she needs to leave. She should have been at the bar. That's (laughs) that's where I would have been. I would have been getting tanked. She gets up to leave and says sorry to Ivan on the way out. And Kendall says now in her ITM, for Joe to be thriving and him seeing that I'm not, it's just such a painfully vulnerable place to be. And that's where the episode wraps. I feel bad for her. Really bad. I really think that she was offered, you know, they all get paid to be there per week, but or per episode or something. But Mm -hmm. I really think Kendall must have gotten some sweetheart deal that she couldn't refuse. Because why would you put yourself through that? I hope it was worth it. And I don't say that facetiously. No, I 100% hope it's worth it. I hope she's making a lot of money being there because that's emotional torture. Torture. Yeah. It's exactly what you fear. Yep. But you usually don't see. Yeah. Almost never. Yeah. Okay, so Andy, the Shanty Word Watch... There were a total of zero Instagrams in this episode. Zero. I was shocked. Two followers, but zero Instagram. Yeah, followers were mentioned. Clout was yeah, mentioned several times. they danced around Instagram, but they yeah. never quite hit it. Yeah. But we did have 115 guesses for zero. Yeah. 115 of you guessed correctly, and we randomly drew a name. And congratulations to Molly Reif. Congratulations. You win a Hello Tushy bidet. And so please email us by Friday at midnight this Friday. Mm-hmm. to claim your prize and we will get that out in the mail for you so andy do you have another word for next week's word watch oh i do that word is engagement okay that's going to come up a lot i feel like i don't know i don't i don't know but i feel like that might come up a lot because it is going to be episode nine out of ten it's gonna mm-hmm. be a lot of pressure for couples to solidify things and by the way i will accept any any context of engagement whether it's social media engagement or an engagement with a ring. Oh. So so there's no there's no qualifications. The word engagement. I is don't the word. see them talking about social media engagement, but yeah, okay. You never know. And not engaged, not engage. It has no. to be engagement. Engagement. Yes. And so just a reminder that to enter the game, you have to submit your guess for how many times the word engagement will be uttered in episode nine, and you do so using the numeral for the number of guesses, not the word, the numeral. And you comment below this YouTube video by Friday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time or on the Instagram post for this episode. 
Uh, oh, dear God. Shandy. Mm-hmm. One or the other. Yes. Andy, finally, the segment we do every week, who would we go for based on this episode? <sighs> you want me to go first? Yes. I'm going for Dr. Joe. Wow. I mean, how could I not? You just dropped grocery store for doctor. <laughs> Dr. Joe is just the loveliest. I like his Instagram. I think he's handsome. You know He's what? funny. He doesn't take himself too seriously. He's an anesthesiologist, but he's like a cool anesthesiologist. He's awesome. I I'm, feel a I'm, kinship I'm with Dr. Joe. I'm getting a feeling that you had something going with Dr. Joe before <laughs> the season started. Do that you're thing. a hypocrite. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who are you going for? I'm standing by my woman, Kendall. Oh, I don't blame you on that. Kendall needs love. No. She needs to find something new <laughs> with my husband. <laughs> It's the weirdest segment. It's amazing to me that people love this as much as they do, but I guess because it's so weird. You're a generous wife to give me, Kendall. Well, you gave me Dr. Joe. Not really. (laughs) I don't feel great about it. Okay. I think then we can wrap there. Do you feel good about this? I do. Episode eight, 80%. 80%. Oh, are there definitely 10 episodes? Yes. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So on that note, I think that's a wrap for this recap episode of Dear Shanty. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we're going to ask of you. And that will be to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, mm-hmm. uh, leave us iTunes ratings and yes. reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support and keep alive a podcast that you consume. And on that note, I think that's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.